Good morning. This is Lisa coming to you from the ILL, the Edwin Elder Library. And we're on page 66 of The Power of a Praying Husband by Stormy Omarjan. The pain of empty arms. In every woman, there is a longing to do what she was created to do. One of the things a woman's body was created to do is give birth. Her arms were made to hold a child, and she can feel empty when she's denied that privilege for too long. Even women who for one reason or another have chosen not to have children still experience pangs of desire to hold a child in their arms from time to time. For women who very much want their own children and have been denied that experience, there is a pain so deep that only God can touch it and soothe it. The barren womb is never satisfied, Proverbs 30, 15 and 16. If your wife is not a mother and wants to be, pray that she will find comfort for the ache, even if she is no longer if she even no longer mentions it. If you have decided together to not have children and you are certain it is God's will, there may not be any any problem, but if one of you wants a child and the other doesn't, this can lead to frustration, resentment, and unfulfillment that constrain the marriage to the point of breaking. It will never be God's will for the two of you to be in disagreement about this. If you are, seek the Lord wholeheartedly together and pray that the two of you will agree in accordance with God's will. Surprisingly, healing for infer- infertility was mentioned as one of the top needs for prayer for mothers in my survey of women. So pray that God will do whatever necessary in either of you, in either you or your wife, so that this issue will be completely resolved. And don't give up. I've known many people who have been childless, praying for years for a baby, and who then have seen God answer those prayers in one miraculous way or another. This could not have happened without the long-term fervent prayers of husbands and wives seeking a miracle from God. Often the greatest miracles happen to those who are desperate for one. And that's true in the Bible. How many times in the Bible have you read about these women were barren? Hannah, um, uh, Rachel, um, Mary? No, not Mary, the mother of Jesus. Uh, uh, who else was it? Uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus may have not wanted a child. I mean, she was, she's the one that has an exception to the rule. She is virgin birth. But um, there's many, oh, Elizabeth, I think maybe Elizabeth. Well, Elizabeth was old anyway. And Sarah and, and Abraham. And um, just, um, they were well stricken in age when God gave them birth, gave them children. And, you know, sometimes um, that's how it is in our spiritual walk, too. So many times we want spiritual children. We want to give birth. We want to help win others to the Lord. And sometimes it may seem it's years and years of praying and seeking for someone or praying for a backsliding children, a prodigal even, to come back to God. It takes years and years. It takes fervent prayer. And um, But God does. He gives. And there's other ways of um, having children as well. Um, adoption. And um, I do child care, but not for that reason. I mean, I, you know, I think I started child care um, after empty nest. I had empty nest. My children had all grown up and moved away. And they were having, and my grandchildren um, at that time had three grandchildren lived in Hutchison, Kansas. And they still do. But then my, another one of my daughters had... Um, uh, her child, um, and then two, and then she had two children in Colorado, in Pueblo, Colorado, and they moved back here, and then they had a third child, 
know those are the ones that are, are on my Sunday podcast every week on my devotional. We take pictures, and um, they're very, very much a part of my life. But at there for a time, I didn't have my my children were away. All three of my daughters lived away. Um, my middle daughter that now lives with me and helps me with my childcare um, business. Um, but she lived in Hutchison, Kansas at that time too. So all three of my girls lived away and my grandchildren lived away. And I asked my husband, I said, honey, I think I would like to do some childcare. He's like, you know, he said I could. And um, uh, so I started babysitting one and she was such a good girl. Then later I started adding in a couple others and then it's grown. My business has grown considerably. And um, it, 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 they do, you know, you, you love holding children in your arms and watching them grow and the pitter-patter of little feet. It's very exciting. It's very rewarding. I know some people don't um, have a desire for that. Some people say, oh, you, you're good at what you do. My husband told me, he says, you're good at what you do. And I've heard other people say, that, that's a good job for you. That, that, that suits you. And I'm like, yes, it does. They're like, um, I can maybe handle one or two. I couldn't have handle as many as you, you do. I'm like, well, my daughter Melissa, she helps a lot. You know, they, um, the two of us together, um, it helps a lot. But it's it's the same thing. Um, I loved being a mother. I loved it um, when I, um, me and my husband, you know, our first daughter Marisa. I just remember that. Um, that joy and then when Melissa came and then Melanie it's just my cup was overflowing and but then there have been times throughout out the course of our marriage you know there have been a couple other times I even wanted more children and uh, we had discussed it and um, we really couldn't afford it at the time we couldn't afford it and uh, we didn't but my mother is from a family of 16 children and Mark's dad was from a family of 13. Uh, my mom was the youngest girl of um, the 16 children. Uh, there was two more boys born after her. Um, but and my my father-in-law was the youngest. The youngest. He was the youngest son. He was the youngest total. He was the youngest of all the children. At a family of 13. Um, so we have we have a lot of relatives. My dad was a, from a family of six. There was three boys and three girls in his family. And my mother-in-law, I think four. She was the only girl, but she had three brothers. And I was the only girl in my family. I had two brothers. That, um, Mark was the, uh, Mark and James, uh, was two boys, and Johanna, one girl in his family. So we got stuck on three. <laughs> Market was family of three. I was from a family of three. We had three daughters. My oldest daughter has three kids. My youngest um, daughter has three children. Seem like we're all on threes right now. But um, you know, if you have one child or you have like a whole seven or eight kids or whatever the Lord gives you, you know, you are blessed. We are blessed of the Lord. I have another friend that she doesn't have any children, and she she can't have children, and she loves children. And so, she has a dog. <laughs> she has a dog, uh, and she babies that dog. It brings her comfort and joy. But you know, 
there's different situations, but yes, pray about it. Husbands and wives need to be in agreement, and not just an agreement of how many children they have or how many pets they have, but, you know, how to raise them and to raise, not the pets, but how to raise the children in the fear of the Lord and how to, um, you know, how, how, how are you going to discipline them? Um, what can they do and can't do? Um, what, what, um, uh, what can they watch? What can they read? Where can they go? You have to be in, um, you have to be in agreement because there's so much out there and there's so many different methods and ways that our job is to raise our children in the fear of the Lord. Our job is to keep God front and center in all we do. The Bible says to teach him diligently when you rise up in the morning, when you go to bed at night, and all throughout the day, you speak of the Lord, speak of the goodness of Jesus. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Get his word in their heart. Teach him his way, their ways. Because there's other people's going to try to teach him otherwise. There's other things out there that's going to try to steer them other ways. But you be that godly example. You and your husband, you pray over your family. You pray that God will guide the home. My husband used to always say, and, and that's one of our, our prayers, my husband's prayers is over, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So today as you go about praying and seeking the face of God and pointing others to Christ, that just know that God is pleased. He is pleased when we put him first. He is pleased when we want to train up our children in the ways of God. When they're old, they won't depart from it. We have that assurance. And pray, give me children, lest I die. Give me children, spiritual children. Weep for your children. Pray for them. Watch over their souls. Pray for their souls. Because you know you can gain the whole world and lose your own soul. And nothing, we have no greater joy than to hear that our children walk in truth. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.